Hi, I'm Eric Roberts from worshipthekeng.com and today I'm going to be talking to you about 100 songs. Now, years ago I did author a book called 8 Chords 100 Songs and I taught many people that you can play 100 songs with simple chords, but that's not really necessarily the 100 songs that we're going to be talking about right now. It's true you can play 100 songs with four chords and that can make this whole worship ministry so easy for you. But the 100 songs that we're gonna be talking about today are the core songs of your church. And um, it's really about worship leadership and bringing the church along with you. Uh, when you have um, three or 400 songs that you're rotating through a year, uh, or even more, sometimes you look at, I look at the churches and the worship leaders and I'm wondering what what is going on? How, how could anybody possibly sing that many different songs and rehearse for that many different songs? And so today, if you're beginning in worship leadership or church leadership, you should be thinking about creating a, a sort of a synergy and a continuity in your worship set lists with just 100 songs throughout the year. That's only 100 and maybe less if you really want to niche and focus down on just 50 songs. But it seems like 100 is a good number to start with and you're building a catalog for your team. So um, why would you do this? Why would you limit yourself to only 100 songs? Well, I mean, there's only 52 weeks in a year and so you might have 50 or 100 services if you're doing two a week and you are gonna sing four or five songs or two songs or six songs depending on your church. So you, you don't need to sing, if you sang 300 songs, in 50 services then you'd be singing new songs every single week and so one thing that I learned over many years of leading congregations and watching them worship with me if they don't know the song if, if, if every week we're throwing a new song at the congregation then they can't really sing along with you and they won't um, and that's why uh, the CCLI has shown us over the over at least uh, in, in my involvement the last 10 years maybe 15 years CCLI tracks all of the songs that's played, that's the Christian Copyright License um, organization, tracks all the songs that we all sing, and they show, you, show us the top 25. They also have a top 100. But the top 25 songs rarely change from year to year within the church. I mean, it kind of waves up and down, but you can look on there now and see songs that are 10, 15 years old that the church is singing every single Sunday. So there's some consistency in the, the overall church, the church of, of, of all the different countries, and they, they do this list for every different country. But if you look at just the American list, it's the American uh, CCLI Top 25, if you Google that, you're gonna know a lot of the songs. You're gonna have heard them on the radio, you're gonna have heard them at church, and uh, it's kind of what we're familiar with. Um, give you an example. So if you buy a new CD, and uh, back now we really don't buy CDs, I don't buy CDs, but Back when you did buy CDs, you'd buy a record, maybe a CD uh, with 10, 15 songs, and I'd, I would pop it in, and every time I would think, uh, it's okay, I don't know, this, this record's not that great, and I'd like one song, maybe two, and then I'd keep popping it in and playing it and playing it, and after, you know, a couple weeks, I would like five or six songs, and, you know, after a few months, I might like every song except two. So. What happens over time is you become familiar with and you begin to like these songs. That's exactly how, say, country pop radio does it. They play the same song 
over and over and over again until we all think it's a hit and we go buy the song on iTunes. Um, they, they can make any song a hit, just play it over and over and over again until we all just like the song. Uh, I can think of handfuls of songs that, that I thought that I hated when I heard them on the radio. They debut and I listen to them and I think that's terrible, I turn it off. And within a couple months I'm like, I'm singing along and I like the song. It's the same way with everybody. Uh, they're not maybe not musicians all in your uh, uh, congregation, but it is the same way with everybody. If they hear a song over and over again on a Sunday morning, pretty soon they're going to start singing it, humming it when they're at home. They'll start singing the song. They'll start uh, hearing it when they're coming in the foyer, and they'll feel comfortable. They'll want to be a part of that worship, and that is the number one reason I limit the number of songs I would pick and choose and play all throughout the year. Now, I'm going to get into uh, the top 100. Okay, so 100 songs. You say, so you say, okay, I'm sold. I'll just do 100 songs this year. I won't do any more. And um, there's one more huge bonus on this, and this is on the band side. But the, the other huge bonus for this is if you play a new song every week, and I've been to churches that do this, and I've even worked with their worship leaders, and uh, I see it's, it's a struggle. I've played on their teams. I've led their worship teams and, uh, and filling in and things. The band is always learning a new song every week. New song, new song, new song, new song. It's extremely difficult for even a seasoned musician like myself to keep up with the new songs. So when you're building bands and worship teams with volunteers and they're not all paid professionals, it's very hard to learn new songs all the time. So this, this is a, that's another plus. That's, that's one of those like worship leader, ding, that's a plus. If you can get 100 songs and 30 to 75 of them the, the guys know like that, right off their head, they can sit and play them. Your worship teams are gonna be better, they're gonna be tighter, and your whole worship service is gonna actually be so much better. So that's just a few reasons why I really love just 100 songs. This goes back to when I was beginning in my team, we had folders of 100 songs, and we would just pull them out and put them in the front to, to play the song. But what I would do is I would highly suggest that you run off the top 25 of CCLI. In other words, these are out of the hundreds of songs that are released every every year, the thousands. We know that these songs are really highly ranked because people play them a lot. Now, I don't like every song in the top 25, and some of them I, I really don't like, but I know that a lot of people do like them. So I'll use a lot of those songs. I'll pull from those songs. Um, the other thing I do is I pull hymns, maybe 10 or 20 hymns. So you have your top 25. Let's build our list out. We have maybe 10, 15 hymns, depending on the style of church you are. If you're a really modern contemporary church, you, you know, everybody's saying, no hymns, and so that's fine. So I still put 10 or 20 hymns in there, and I do, them, uh, do, do the cool versions of the hymns, or whatever you want to do, or the old versions. Uh, whatever your feeling is about hymns, you need to put some in this list. Um, and then you can have... Uh, special holiday songs on the list. You might have five or ten Christmas songs in there. Uh, you might have some communion songs, some special type stuff like uh, some altar songs. But you can actually put these in your database and uh, divide them into, you know, categories like communion, altar, upbeat, up-tempo, and you can say these are the keys we play them in. We play them in G, we play them in C, we play them in D. And I have a lot of this uh, information uh, in my Propel Worship Leadership Seminars, and I have the templates, and I can show you all of those things. But right now we're kind of giving the overview of, of those hundred songs, and so you can easily just type them into a list and, and break them into category. Now, 
Um, so you can have, uh, you can look at the top 25 of CCLI, just Google that, and even look at the top 100, because there's some good songs in the 100 list too. Uh, but remember, you're only going to have about 100 songs. You want to you want to make sure that there's some up tempo, some soft, some you know, some seasonal, and then you're going to start making those charts and getting those into your team and playing them over and over again. Okay. Now, what do you do to introduce a new song? Here's how I make the list fresh and make it good. Because if you just play 100 songs for five years in a row and never change, people are probably going to be totally cool with that, but you'll probably be slightly bored. So. Here's how I keep it kind of cool, upbeat, and stay on the cutting edge, is I'll introduce about one song new every month. One song new every month, that's it, just one new song. So out of all of the songs you're listening to all week, I would listen to you know, hundreds of songs from all the new albums and all the back albums that I've had. And I find that one song for that next month that I really like. And uh, I'm gonna give you some tips on how to introduce it to your church right here really quickly so you take that song you give it to your band a month ahead of time you say this is going to be our song in november our new song and you're, you're still running through your worship list and you're still leading worship every day every week and you're real active listen to this new one song you know and they're listening to it and they learn it you also can put it on pre and post service music so if it's a new song that's um, not quite out or just hit the radio and it's really awesome you love it but not all your congregation is going to know it you sneak it in so what you do is you play pre-service music of that, like on your CD player, the MP3 player through the sound system as they're coming, as they're going. Uh, maybe on Wednesday nights, that's you just play it. Um, and then put it into a service several weeks before you introduce it as a special song. So maybe at the end or during a communion or during something where they're not really having to sing along with you, but they can just listen and bam, they've heard the song. You're creating a familiar song with them and they don't even know it. The, the worst thing to do is walk up on Sunday morning, you know, third song in the set, you throw in the brand new song, you love it, you've listened to it probably 800, uh, probably 80 times. You've, you've heard the song 80 times. They've never heard it. So you're up there like, oh, this is awesome, worship God, oh, you're doing all this, the band's into it. And the congregation, literally, they're just gonna be sitting there staring at you. That, that's okay, sometimes, but kind of kills the flow. So. Introduce the song, sneak it into the congregation, into the listening, the pre and post, do a special, get the band playing it. The other bad thing about introducing a song, cold, is usually uh, the first time they hear it, you're not that good at it. You just play the song and you messed it up and you're trying to, you, you grow with the song, your band growing with the song. And so this, all, all of these things will work together so that your church will sort of be coming along with you when you're building in familiar songs into their list. Uh, and it's gonna make everything so much easier. If you have any questions, feel free to just pop them in the comments on this uh, course here, or pop them into uh, get with me on social media, or just I'm inviting you to join me at worshipthekeng.com for more conversation and some more resources. But you know, I really challenge you to think about it. Could you knock your song list down to 50, 75, 100 songs and get a really solid song list going. It will help your church, it'll help your worship. I believe if you're doing three or 400 songs a year now, it's gonna transform you, your band, and your church. Again, I'm Eric Roberts from worshipthekeng.com.